You Can Mentor is a podcast about the power of building relationships with kids from hard places in the name of Jesus. Every episode will help you overcome common mentoring obstacles and give you the confidence you need to invest in the lives of others. You Can Mentor. Welcome to the You Can Mentor podcast. My name is Waylon Cubitt, Lieutenant with the Oklahoma City Police Department, and I just love talking to mentors, and I have a treat for you today. So my journey into the mentoring space on an official basis, I've I've been mentoring a long, long time, but on an official basis with the Oklahoma City Police Department, when it became a thing, I had to rely on people, indigenous leaders and leaders all over the city of Oklahoma City to reach young people and to learn how to reach young people and to establish trust in the community. And I found what I call the mayor (laughs) of Oklahoma City on the east side of Oklahoma City very, very quickly. His name is Marcus Jackson. He runs a outstanding, growing, very important mentoring program and center here in Oklahoma City. And I am so excited to introduce you to him, his wisdom and all the stuff that he does in Oklahoma City that really supports kids from hard places and community. Welcome to You Can Mentor Marcus Jackson. Oh, I'm glad to be here. I'm honored to be here with you. No, you master mentor, you know, and I've learned so much in our conversations that, yeah, yeah. it's good stuff. Well, well first, first we got we, we to establish the fact that you could be doing a whole lot of other things besides spending time in the community working with youth. You are a music producer. You are a performer. You've won some awards, man. What's the big, what's the, what's run down the top ones? The, I think the Dove Award. Dove Award, yeah. Yeah, that's the one I actually have on the shelf. What um, song is that for? That was for, there was two. So there was a nomination and then we won one. So one was for Go Hard with Lecrae. And then another one was with Lecrae. It was a song called More on a project he did called Overdose. And so, yeah, it was, it's. Yeah, quickly, we got, so you guys are not, I mean, we are in the presence of greatness right now. And he's going to drop some, some, and he's done a TED talk. He's done a TED talk. How do we find that? Well, I forgot the title of it. It's uh, collaboration. collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. Collaboration. we got to find that. It's on YouTube. It was a uh, TEDx Oklahoma City 2019. It was phenomenal. I still get chills thinking about how you, man, yeah, just, just go watch the TED talk. That's all. I don't want <laughs> I don't want to relive it and get chills and get to be talking about all of that. But yeah. Collaboration is very, very important. And mm-hmm. you use the art of collaboration, not only in your music, but in, but in building this uh, urban bridge. So tell us yes, a little sir. bit about Urban Bridge here in Oklahoma City. Yeah, so Urban Bridge is a nonprofit organization that uh, seeks to create pathways, holistic pathways for people who live in underserved communities or that come from underserved backgrounds. The sector that I oversee, I'd say like that we're the most heavy handed in right now is the Bridge Impact Center, which is a community center in the neighborhood, Northeast Oklahoma City. And it's actually directly focused on this neighborhood. And, we're, and it's like this, uh, the idea of coming from campus ministry, you know, I was doing work with Youth for Christ. I did that for 12 years. You had somebody on that was the Youth for Christ guy. He was on my team. Yeah, uh, phenomenal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He could have been running his own team years ago. Right. But doing the campus ministry, you know, there was always this thing where it's like we're coming in and we're inspiring and we're giving uh, biblical truths and we're creating these relationships with young people that it kind of has a there's some limitation to that working in a school, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, because the separation of church and state yep. and, and yep. sharing your faith. But what you guys 
Youth for Christ. And there's some other people, yeah. other groups that really walk that line really, yeah. really well. Yeah, Life, like Campus Crusaders. Mm-hmm. Like they changed their name to something else. But Crew, I think that's what they go by now. Uh, FCA. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. if the student chooses to go, it's okay. So that's right. the big thing is that, you know, when we first started, you know, my first couple years, we go and we do the gym, we fill the gym, you know. But then as the model changed, you know, it became more individual focus and small group focus. So then we'd be in a classroom and the kids can come in and they sacrifice their lunch with their peers to come in mm-hmm. and be mentored and discipled and all of those things. But lunch really is short. School lunch is short. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about. And it seems like they're getting shorter. Yeah. Yeah. It, it used to be an hour, 45 minutes, 55 minutes. No, no. no. We're talking about 35. Yeah. And it takes them 10 to 15 to get in and settle. Yeah. And get their you food. Gotta, you got to feed them. Yeah, they so. got to go to the locker. They got to <laughs> hang out with the friends. Yeah. They, you know, they got to see what what the other, the lunch line really yeah. has, and then and and you know what, you for Christ has a really really legit model on how to do that well, and then you incorporate volunteering at games, volunteering in different areas at the school, being a presence. So you're not just limited to that room. The big thing for me was that I was I feel like at in, in the you for Christ at the top of my game. As far as what my job description required as a uh, not as a fundraiser, because I wasn't good at that, but uh, (laughs) but as a mentor, as like a campus minister, things like that. I felt like there was so much more that we needed to be giving young people and putting in front of them. And I wasn't seeing enough of it happening at the time. So I go and I talk to like different people at the school, the staff, and I'm just like, y'all don't have like, uh, is it like a financial literacy thing here or anything for that? And it's uh. Well, you know, they'll do an assembly once a year or something, and somebody yeah. may say something, but the kids yeah. play. And yeah. They have to but stop you were doing, it. You would do Youth for Christ during the day, and then in the evening time, youth minister at mm-hmm. your church. Mm-hmm. You were you were you were basically adopting some of your mentees, yeah. I would say. Yeah, we yeah. had some moving in at yeah. different time, different seasons. Different seasons, yeah. And yeah, I had the the youth church where where I was pastoring, and then also also we had the mentor project. Which is yeah, where the I got project. the office at Fact yeah. with you, yeah. which was really awesome because I got to sit, you know, I got the office with the officers and I got to see, you know, you you see different interactions to different leaders depending on who's in the room. Right, right. And so, right. you know, the kids come in, they may come to me for one thing, but then they go to like a child's and they'll come to him with a different energy or a different approach and he's going to challenge them in a different way. And if we're all in the room, don't come in there acting like no bozo because, yeah. you know, by the time we all get a hold to you. <laughs> that team mentoring approach. That's oh episode goodness. like 6,700. We can yeah. even talk about oh, that yeah. as another, oh, yeah. another that's thing. A, that's a good collaboration conversation. Yeah. But I wanted to be able to create a hub for young people to, to discover the, every part of themselves. And so creating a space that provided mental health while providing you know, motivation for, for, for your education and things like that. I mean, the kids not being, you know, that was a question I'd ask a lot. What do y'all do for 4.0 students? Or what, what's out there for a kid? I mean, if, if the school is known, then let's just say, okay, CPS. So let's just say, you know, we, let's not just say this is fact. Okay. CPS has had a very bad rap over the past decade or more as far as being ranked. And, and, and part of that has to do with testing and, graduates and dropouts and things like that. Teachers quit and turn over. I think that a kid making straight A's in that environment should be celebrated. It yeah. should be a big deal. Mm-hmm. If there's only three kids in a school of 800 that, that's making A's, that should be celebrated. That's not, it's obviously not the norm. Well, you know what we, you know, number, not, I don't know if it's the number one rule, but a top rule in mentoring <clears throat> is celebrate what you want to see more of. 
Yes. Right. And it's funny how that works. <laughs> yeah. It, funny. It doesn't matter what it is. If you make a big deal out of it, yeah. you get more of it. You know what's unique about that? I remember when we were young growing up and some of the guys like in the neighborhood, you know, uh, rough neighborhood fights, all that all the time, every day. Mm-hmm. And I remember us, the young guys, you know, 13, 14 we would fight each other to impress the big guys. Right. Because they were they're celebrating. They were celebrating. They're like, oh, man, you got him. Oh, you knocked him you out. You get a lot of attention uh, and yes. all that stuff. Right. And right. So it was never safe. It was never safe because if the big guys are out here and they're chilling and they're just on the corner or whatever, and me and my friends on bikes, one of my friends might grab me and put me in a headlock without me knowing what's going, what's going on. What are you doing? You know, and he's trying to impress the big homie, because they've shown so much affirmation, yeah. you know, they've rewarded them with that, like acceptance and that community, you know, that encouragement. Right. Remind, reminds me, reminds me of, and this was a, a little while ago now, but you know, and I think they still do it, fight in the bathroom mm-hmm. and somebody's mm-hmm. recording it on their phone. Mm-hmm. And I see one of our kids in a bathroom fight. Yeah. And in the bathroom fight, he knocks the dude out. I mean, he 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 clearly, if this was a boxing match, won the fight. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. And it was oohs and ahs and like you said, all the celebration and all that kind of stuff. Well, it was a, I, I probably knew about this video for a week before I seen seen our the kid. Yep. And as soon as I mentioned it to him, hey, what's up with that bathroom fight, man? It's like <laughs> it's like a viral thing around here. And he, he you know, his chin came up, not go down. His chin went up. Like yeah. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, You lost, dude. He said, no, you looked at the wrong video. It wasn't me. me. I didn't lose. (laughs) I didn't lose. I said, no, no, you lost. You lost. And then I started to talk about all the L's he talked because child saw the video. I saw the video. Marcus saw the video. We all seen the video. Every leader in the school saw the video. And none of us think more of you because of you, because of what you did in that bathroom. Yep. You took an L. Yep. All the people that you uh, are trying to impress every single day. The people that you say to care, the people you come to to help you, that that navigate you, to give you advice, and all that kind of stuff. Everything, everything that they thought about you was the opposite. Just you, just you, just trashed it. Yeah, yeah. By what you chose to do in that bathroom, mm-hmm. right? In his head now. Oh, so the people that are celebrating you in the bathroom are not the ones that are helping you reach the goals that you right. set for yourself. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, right, absolutely. Right. So, yeah. So I, it's and, like and I wanted what, to go what, really opposite of that celebration that he received from his homies and his friends and his and his peers. Yep. Because I want to see more of what we know he can be. Was he middle school or high school? Do you remember? I think he was probably middle school. Middle school. So middle school. This is the funny thing about middle school. They care more about what their peers think than anything else in the world. And so when you come in as a mentor, a lot of middle schoolers aren't used to that type of attention. Mm-hmm. It's like a weird phase of their life where... <laughs> It's like I actually would get more pushback from a middle schooler, you know, sometimes, especially that seventh, eighth grade. Oh, they're tough. Yeah, they're, they're, they're one of the tough groups. And they're yeah. just like, I'm not a kid anymore, but I still need everything kids need. And I need, you know, and it's like you want to, you know, so we have a big thing here. It's a big accountability thing. But it's say, is anybody in here a kid? Mm. No. What are y'all? Teenagers. OK. If at any point I feel like I have to treat you like children, I'm going to ask you to leave. Mm. So. If you if you want the claim of being older and not being a kid, then we shouldn't have to say don't run. We should, and we just put it out there. So then we'll say, all right, I'm going in for my office. Be teens, mm-hmm. enjoy yourself. You know, all these things I hear is ready for you. You got your classes, you got your different stations you can go to. But we put a lot in their court. 
And then when we show up, you know, we show up. So it's like, right. I came in, all right, let's shut it down. All right, like, hey, you know, I didn't sign up to babysit today. So we could actually shut, we could shut down early today. Right. What? You can't do that. I can do whatever I want to do. Right. <laughs> you the can't do changed. what you were doing. The hours have changed today. Yeah. Like right. we can shut the whole thing down because we'll try tomorrow. Not, we're not going to babysit. Well, I thought we was going to eat, eat uh, food and da-da-da. that's my food. I'm going to eat it. Me and the staff are going to eat it and the volunteers. I think you guys don't deserve it. And it's funny how a group will self-correct. Oh, my gosh. An entire group. Let me tell you something. We, so we have a music studio here. Mm-hmm. You know, And the, the unique thing about art, whether it's music or visual art, is that even the dance, they, they like autonomy in that, you know, to be able to do something and not have you just standing there watching them. So one of the big rules is like, hey, you know, if we got to watch you, you know, you're not ready. Mm-hmm. So you can't use these stations if you have to be watched because it's expensive equipment and all of these things. But I'm going to trust you with it. So one day, a group of sixth and seventh graders went in there. You know how it goes. There's a couple fellas in there working on music. Girls come in. Girls come show into out, the studio, show time. start showing out. They want to rap loud. They want to play. The girls want to tell them they're not good. You know, all of that. <laughs> and they start playing in the studio. And somebody ends up, because they're not even supposed to have drinks in there. But since the girls came in and they're not on the list even being there, one of them came in with water. They get to playing. They get water on the drum machine. Mm-hmm. The drum machine stops working. Mm. Oh, so not only did y'all break all the, the, the rules of being in a professional studio, because here's the deal. You say you want to be an artist. No one's going to tolerate that. No record label. You want to get signed and you got these super duper dreams and you want to, you hit that lottery, you're losing it overnight. You mm-hmm. come in there playing and can't mm-hmm. have no discipline. So I shut the studio down for everybody. Even the older kids were like, what did I do? Like, right. Uh, it ain't about what you did. It's about what the group did collectively. Because my, my issue wasn't about who did it. It was about who watched. Right. Who allowed it. To who allowed it. Nobody came and got us. Nobody said, hey, y'all, hey, don't bring your drink in here. Hey, remember the rule. If you're not ma- working on music, you can't be in here. So this isn't a place to spectate. Like, y'all know all of this. Mm-hmm. But y'all sat down and had a good time, played around. Something got broke, which is why those studio rules, it's the only place we have rules really posted is the studio. Shut it down. I mean, I shut it down for like two months. It really is teaching uh, community a different way. Like you don't need the police if we all correct before anything bad happens. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And <laughs> that, no, that's true. If, if, if accountability was a, was a premier, I guess, value in the community, a lot of things that we see happen wouldn't happen, you know, and they would beg, is the studio open today? Yeah. No, not. Yeah. I don't, and sometimes I go in there and be working on stuff and they looking in the window. Can I come in? No, no kids can be in here. Cause you guys were kids that mm-hmm. day. No kids. We good. We learned our lesson. I don't think you did. Cause I think the fact that you're even asking to come back, shows that you don't understand, like there's not always a second chance. And that, and I try to get them to see that. You don't always get a second chance. Yeah. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean, no, if you break a law, you're gonna have to deal with what you did. Yeah. They're not gonna, oh judge, I, I get it now. Yeah, you're gonna get it. I don't think you really do though. Right, but you know you're what I always, what I always tell, tell not, not just kids, but anybody is like, you get to make the decision, you get to make the choice you yep. get to choose all of that is up to you but the consequence is always up to someone else <laughs> <laughs> like 
you do not get to choose the consequences. You don't get to choose. So, <laughs> you know, I hear it say a lot, but they talk about like on social media too. It's like, you know, you have the freedom to say what you want, but you don't, you don't get to choose how people respond. So that, you got to be ready to deal with that. You, you deal can with blast that. out anything you say. Yeah. So we finally opened it back up at the top of the year. No problems. No problems at all. I mean, they will kick out somebody that comes in there. They will self. And I mean, they lead that space. Why? Because there were three guys that all they wanted to do when they came here was work on music. And that got took away from them. Mm-hmm. And they was like, you're not messing this up for me. Because those girls, they like to do the art. And they like to do the dance and all of that. They so didn't, it didn't lose hurt that. Them. It didn't hurt them very much. They wasn't impacted at all. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, y'all got to do all your stuff, but I'm not going to come in here and dance. So y'all took away my thing, you know, and I, that was the plan. So that, you know, when I meet with my team and my staff, there's always like some crazy like strategy behind the madness where it's mm-hmm. like, if they do this, this is how I need you guys to respond to that because this is going to teach them this. But Marcus, there's a balance here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I was just talking to a parent about this yesterday. And I, I'm curious if you would, what advice you would give them, see if we were on the same page here. Yep. So Lieutenant Cuban, I need your help. My, my son has, he just gone too far. I said, okay, okay, what, what happened? I'm, I'm in this. And he says, I need you to do, because you're a police officer, I need you to do the scare tactic. I need them scared. <laughs> and I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. She says, I know, I heard you don't do that. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you heard right. I don't do the scare tactic. I don't scare traumatize kids. My I, don't, kid. I, don't, I don't traumatize kids. Yeah. You know, I don't do that. And so, so but tell me what, what the issue is. Well, my 15-year-old, uh, about to turn 16, has found a credit card as we were shopping yesterday. Somebody dropped a credit card. I didn't see him pick it up, and he went on a shopping spree <laughs> with this credit card <laughs> online, got all kind of stuff. Oh, my God. And I said, oh, boy, that's, that's bad. That's, that's bad. bad. I said, what did you, what did you, what did you do? What's the, what has been the consequence thus far? She says, oh, well, let me tell you, I whooped him. Mm. And, and, and I think that's the last time he's pretty big. So I think that's the last time I'm going to go that route. Yeah. But I whooped him and, and I put him on punishment until he's 18. And I said, oh, mm. okay. What has, what, tell me something else. What has been the issue, all the other issues leading up to this point? None. I said, what do you mean? None. No, no issues. I said, has he talked back? No. Has he stayed out too late? Nope. He always returns to phone calls. Yep. Cleans his room. Yep. Does the dishes. Yep. What about weed? Is he is he smoking weed or doing any kind of stuff? Nope. Has he snuck a girl in? Nope. Has maybe he snuck some friends in or something like that? Nope. Hmm. You've you've had no issue whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Like she said, no, he's a great kid. That's First why defense. this that's why this thing is shocking. That's why I need your help before this goes out of hand. I said, okay, well, <laughs> there's going to be a natural consequence for the credit card use, yep. right? So that's going to be probation. That's going to be police and all this kind of stuff that's going to come around. I'm going to advise you to, to, to not mess with that. Just let that, let the natural occurrence yep. of those things happen and make yep. sure he makes every appearance and does all that community service, all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> your, your physical whooping, yep. that's a consequence, but I need you to take a look at this two year punishment that, right, you, that right. you're doing. So, Talk to me. How would you how would you deal with it? Because there's a balance. There is a balance, and I love I love that you ask these specific questions because that helps you really frame out what the move should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime you walk up to me and say a kid stole the credit card and ordered a bunch of stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh! But I'm like, wait a minute, does he 
does he typically steal? Like, is this is this what he does? <laughs> this is what, if this I, I, is what he does, yeah. then yeah, we need to take a, a we need to take some extreme measures to you know we don't want this joker in prison, you mm-hmm. know. But if this is if this is a one off, you know, yeah, he made a bad choice. He's not making a collection of bad choices. Then I think that one of the biggest things is you want to champion who they really are. Because they've done something out of character. So my biggest encouragement would would be, even if she brought them to me, is like, from what I understand, you're you're an upstanding young man. You seem to be smart, have self-control and discipline. You seem to have focus. If you're doing well in school, you seem to be like on your way to being a successful man. And then you do this super stupid thing. And it doesn't fit in the character of who you actually are. So... Is there a reason you decided to be stupid when you've been smart for so long? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the way you ask a question to a kid, yeah, you know, it, it can cause them to, to look. You know, I really like the mirroring approach. So it's a playoff of what I learned in marriage counseling when they do speaker listener. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like when you. It made me feel bad when you didn't wash the dishes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you felt bad because I didn't do the dishes, right? And Repeat that right it? there, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is like well. It's not that you, it's that I ask you. See, because what happens is when you reframe something back to somebody, they may realize that they're not communicating what they really try to say. Mm. And so a lot of times I'll ask a question in a way that's going to make them have to talk to me and tell me what really going. So you made a dumb decision, didn't care about going to jail or anything just because you just was in the moment. Oh, well, well, I, it wasn't that it was that. And then just stare uh, at them. Yeah. Yeah. And just yeah, stare at them. I'm like, that's, yeah, that's what you did. Yeah, and it's like, well, there's a little more to it. And then, as we kind of work through that, it's like, okay, some did. T- there's something in there. There was a trigger of some sort for you to do something that was so out of character. You jerked the wheel. Yeah, like what? What, what pothole did you see that made you jerk the wheel? All of a sudden, leave the road. Right? Yeah, and yeah. and the way I am, I just I wouldn't be able to get over it. I gotta know what what would cause you to go off course in this way. Well, it, when I told her and I said, I need you to evaluate. I'm not saying, I mean, you know your kid. I don't know your kid. I need to evaluate this two-year-long punishment. Yeah. Okay. And she says, what are you talking about? I can't have this. I said, I know you, I know you can't have this. We can't have this. I don't want this. No, nobody wants this stealing yeah. credit cards and going on shopping sprees. Yeah. But at some point, we're going to send a message to the kid that he is a mistake, not he made a mistake. Yes. Also... You don't, I just had a conversation with a parent about this. Her daughter snuck out mm-hmm. with a boy and fell asleep while she was out. Instead of sneaking back in, the son <laughs> comes up and here she come waddling in the house trying to act like she was in bed. And it's like, nah, no. nah, you stayed out too late. So one of the conversations with the mom was, okay, what, what's all going on? She tell me what's surrounding this situation. What, this is just, I don't under, you know. So. I'm talking to the daughter. I'm going, I mean, I'm not letting off this girl. I mean, I'm just like, because, you know, that first of all, that's just really risky. You know, we live in, we live in a world where, you know, young girls are being trafficked. So you just can't. Terrible, leave. terrible feeling. If yeah. you, and, you, and you have a daughter. So yeah, yeah uh, I got yeah, three feeling. daughters. Yeah, terrible, terrible yeah, feeling. Crawling yeah. out the window in the middle of the night. Yeah. Like, are you, you know, so one of the things that, like I say, the mirroring, you know, so I'm talking to her and I'm like, so. I said, what were you thinking? I wasn't. You wasn't thinking. Then how'd you end up with the boy? That sounded like a thought. 
So you're telling me that you like close your eyes and woke up and you were hanging out with a guy? Who gave you the thought? Yeah. Where the thought come How'd from? How'd you know where he was? How'd you mm-hmm. reach him? So there's thoughts. Yeah. So let's a lot not of do decisions. That. And I mean, by the end of that, she was bawling because she's just like, this joker won't leave me alone. And I'm, I'm really just like, what are you? Because it all comes down to worth and value and self-worth and self-value. And with parents, we value our kids so much that even if they can't see it, you know, we try to discipline into their value. Mm-hmm. And so we lean heavy on the punishment when they do something that is what we consider devaluing. Right. Right. Instead of teaching, hey, this is your real value. You've done something that would cause you to be to, That's so good to, to have that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we we have to encourage them back into where they need to be. You yeah. know, and, and yeah. let them auto correct themselves because of who they are. And, and you reaffirm that worth. So I go to the parent. I look at the parent. I talk to the daughter. So one thing I discovered, the girl didn't get in a lot of trouble because she couldn't do anything. So she said, I never get to go to, I never get to, go to parties. I, I don't go to birthday parties. I don't get to do that. I don't get to, my friends are going to the movies. I don't get to go to the movies. I want to have sleepovers. I can't go to sleepovers. And my mom won't let me have sleep. So she's creating a really bad cycle. Yeah. And here's the cycle is my parents don't believe I can make good decisions. And then when I finally decide to make a decision, it's a bad decision and I'm in trouble and it gets worse. And so I'm the dumb. I am the dummy. I am a mistake. I ain't worth crap. Yep. Without mama's protection, I'm going to ruin my life. And with that young man, one thing I would want to know is how much freedom does he have? Because that was a moment of freedom Mm -hmm. that he took. He took a freedom. He took the wrong freedom, but he took a freedom. Why did he feel like that freedom was worth it. Mm. So what is he not able to do and participate in and be a part of because you're fear-based parenting. You don't want your son to be a failure. So you put all these boundaries around him, and then he never gets to make a mistake. He never gets to, because I'm, I'm going to tell you this, you're going to deal with when it comes to mentoring, when a parent brings a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, <laughs> usually when a parent brings a kid, it's usually pretty good kids. Usually good kids. Usually good kids. They're usually usually pretty decent kids. Mm -hmm. But so the two things I've noticed is that either it's a parent that's afraid because they've done so good and they put everything around their kid and they're still doing these things. And it's like, doesn't make sense. Well, the the kid gets so around teenage, the kid gets pushy. Yeah. 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 They'll start pushing back against the boundary and the the parent can feel I'm losing my grip. I'm losing my grip. And they keep trying to (laughs) add boundaries and really they need to take some down and let them. But the other thing is you're going to deal with the total opposite. These are the kids who have too much freedom, who parents are inattentive, are neglectful. And I know you know more than anything. You'll have a kid walk in with no socks on in the summer. And it's like, yo, why aren't you wearing socks? Your feet are sweating. Or in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Or just completely inappropriate. Yeah. We had a kid 11 years old, you know, harsh, harsh, bitter cold walking home from, from the center. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. You know, where's your coat? Oh, my coat. I gave it to my little brother. You know, I'm okay. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay. And I'm in the yeah. car with the heat turned Nobody's off. watching. Nobody's, Nobody's paying attention. So they're coming from different ends of the spectrum, but every once in a while, their behavior syncs up. So the insulated kid does something bizarre, like steal a credit card or sneak out the house. But the undisciplined kid may do something, or not undisciplined, but I'd say, I like to say neglected. The parents' attention just either they work too much or they may deal with addiction or 
just not present, you know, incarcerated uh, parents, just different things like that. It causes them to have this freedom that's too much. And then they do something pretty bizarre and the behavior looks the same. The difference is how they come to me. Mm-hmm. So, so a teacher may call me about this kid. We tried to call the parent. We can't get, you know, but this one, the parent pulls up in the car, nice car, go to work every day, nurse clothes, you know, single parent. Yeah. She's, mm-hmm. Hey, this boy, boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. And it's like, huh? And with that kid, I'm usually like, you seem to have a pretty nice life. So why are you trying to jeopardize that? Like, you know, but then with the other kid, it's kind of like, I can tell, Hey, you know, you live in some circumstances that you didn't ask for. You know, you were born, you had no control over who your parents would be, where they live, how they raise you, how much money they would have, what choices they would make. And you're living in that world that was built by the adults that's responsible for you. And you're trying to make your way. So one kid, one kid, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of highlight what you're doing is brilliant. Is one kid, you, you're really going to have to highlight possibilities I can't do about where you come from and what you experience, but we can start looking in the future about what the possibilities are for you are ahead. Yep. The other kid is, man, you have, you're missing opportunities. Yeah. Right. So we got to highlight the opportunities you're yes. missing by being in, in a good environment. Yeah. Right. So we always got to be aware of opportunities and yep. possibilities yep. When, we, when, we, when we're, when we're evaluating what we're going to do with our mentorship. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And one thing I've learned is that at the end of the day, no matter who the kid is, it's always going to come back to the core of that house, that household. Mm-hmm. Every time. It has never failed. Talking to a young girl yesterday, and she's one of the most, I'd say she requires the most attention yeah. out, of, out of our young girls that come here. And demands it. Yeah, demands it. <laughs> Even if it's, she's just going to stand. Like if me and you're talking in the hallway, she's just going to come and stand and look at us. And it's just like, Go, you know, go over there, you know, but finally get to sit and we get to talk and it's all surface at first. And it's just like, yeah, I don't like this school because it is. Or I don't like these teachers. And some girl tried to fight me in school and it's, well, you know, and it's just conversation and I'm just walking her through it, walking her through it. Oh, OK. So why do you feel like you have to defend your name? Like, where does that come from? Yeah. Well, I can't let people disrespect me. Well, why do people have that power? You know, like you choose how you, you know, your respect, you know, it's not their decision. Yeah. Your value isn't in their hands. Who Whose value, you know, so, and then we keep digging and digging into your fighting at school, you're cussing out to you, and it's this thing of value. And then your boy crazy on top of that. So every time we see you, you're running, chasing some boy down, all of that. Well, by the end of that, she's telling me, my dad went to jail for molesting me. Mm. Okay, now we're mentoring. Yeah. We finally got there, right? Yeah. It took about yeah. an hour. Yeah. And just like with the girl who snuck out the window, her grandmother had passed. There's always some hurt. There's something there. There's a trauma, mm-hmm. a grief, something significant that has taken place. And they're trying to find ways to. Yeah. And so it's typically the question that you're always, because you're really, really good at asking questions, staying engaged in a conversation with youth. And, and, and I would say even in the older youth, you're really good at that. And it's probably why you have a therapist here on site mm-hmm. all the time, because when you finally get there, you want you want to be able to we got next them, steps ready, got next step ready. Yeah. But the but the, the the thing you're really good at is is understanding that although you did this thing and, and I'm not coming at it from the question of what's wrong with you. Yep. I'm coming into it. What happened to you? Yeah. 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 So yeah. It's, a, it's a different approach in the way you have the conversation is yep. although they did something that says, man, you are 
that is what is wrong with your thinking yeah. that is what you're that's kind of what yeah. you feel like yeah. that's so stupid on the yeah. surface yeah you know but instead of coming and finding out what's wrong with them mm-hmm. we're coming at the approach as what happened to them what happened because and these kids hear it a lot my team hears it a lot what happened to you doesn't define you unless you allow it boom <laughs> tweak that yeah so i'm talking to this young lady and i'm saying that happened to you but that's not who you are you're letting a man who had who who, who was a pervert tell you who you are but define it for he's, you. No. and that's not who you are right that was his view of you and his view was wrong which is why he got in trouble which is why she had to go to foster care and go through some things their family went through a lot over about a two year span, mm. you know, and not only that, he was in your life. He was supposed to be protecting you and making sure that nobody was able to get to you. Wow. And that has caused you to believe some things that just aren't true. And so then I was able to affirm and say, but I don't view you that way. I view you as a young lady with so much potential that can go move in the world. You're going to heal. You're going to get better. But that's his failure. Don't let someone else's failure dictate your success. Absolutely. Yeah. And with the girl with sneaking out the house. Yeah. Same conversation. The more we got down to it, she was, she's been grieving. Yeah. She's been grieving her grandmother. Her grandmother passed away. And I say, well, what was so significant about that relationship? So here's the thing that was happening to that girl that finally came out. She's been flunking school for like uh, the last year and a half, which a lot of kids have been struggling Pre-pandemic, the, after, yeah. Yeah, after the pandemic. And yeah, stuff. that yeah. post-pandemic, those it's grades, been tough. it's been tough. It's been tough. And so the thing is, her, her grandmother passed and she said she was the one that always would greet me as, hey, this is my, hey, there's my little genius. There's my smart girl. How are those grades? And I say, why does she do that? Because she cared about me. I said, do you think she really believed that you had that potential? She said, yeah. Did she give me money? Candy, take me out to lunch when I bring a, a report card with an A on it, things like that. So I said, well, why aren't you still doing that? And she said, well, because she's not. I said, she's not here. But her main focus was your success. How are you honoring your grandmother right now mm-hmm. in the legacy that she tried to leave with you? She's doing all that to plant that seed in you because she she was never going to be here the entire time of your life. She's trying to plant that legacy seed in you. How are you honoring that now? How are you honoring her name and what she stood for and what she expected? And really, it's like she saw what you were really capable of. She passed away and you stopped seeing what she saw. Mm. Because when she saw it and would tell you, you perform. You must have been on the good road, on the right. You must have been headed the right direction. And you were hitting the bar. Right. Because you went to the lunches. Yeah. You got the the $5 bills. You got all of that. So you were hitting the bar. She passes away. You stop hitting the bar. Yeah. She wasn't making you succeed. She was just telling you who you really were. You don't were doing st- the work. The don't stop time. being who you really are because the person who keeps telling you that ain't there. And I mean, in that conversation, it was like the light turned on. Yeah. And, and, and the yeah. thing about and the thing about mentoring and if you've been doing it as long as I have, the cool thing about mentoring is it's showing up. It's showing up usually, but what happens when you show up yeah. is the kids, when they grow up, they come back and tell you what you said. Oh, yeah. Oh, right? yeah. They, they will. Said, you, yeah. you showed up. These two things. I said, yeah, you showed up at this particular time. 
at this particular place, which was important. Yeah. Because if you didn't show up, you couldn't have said the thing you said yeah. that caused me to do what it did. Yeah. Right. And, and so All I right. say, I say to in uh, new mentoring relationships, I might say this in, in the car. I might say this one on one and I might illustrate it differently. But basically what I'm saying is, is what, just like, when we talk, I'm going to draw a line in the sand every once in a while and say, check this. And, and what I mean is I want you to lean in to what I'm saying, because if you miss what I'm saying, you might miss the very thing that changes the whole trajectory of your life. Now, if you lean in and I say something that doesn't change the trajectory of your life. So what? All you did was just listen. Right. But what <laughs> if you're not leaning in and you don't listen and you miss that thing? It's a nugget. You miss the thing. Yeah. That could have changed the whole trajectory of your life. Absolutely. Because everybody that got to a pivot point, everybody that made transformation in their life, they point to the scripture or the word yeah. or the other thing. Somebody, when they said that, yep. changed everything. When I heard that, changed everything. Yep. And I want you to be the kind of person that is looking for transformation. I, myself, am searching for the next level, yes. transformation. So when somebody, when I am in the presence of speaking and words and and activity, I want to lean in because I never know when I'm going to experience the thing that takes me there. Absolutely. Right. And Absolutely. I want you to be that, that kind of person. And you are forever saying words, doing things that change, changes the trajectory of people's life. Now I want to ask you one more thing Yep. before, before we go, you, you are phenomenal at, at hard truths. Like you are phenomenal at telling a kid like you're great, but this this thing that you're trying to do is probably not what you're going to be great at. Or, or this, th how do we we as mentors never want to be the person to kill a dream? Right. We don't want to be that voice that motivates them the wrong way, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to be the voice that enables wrong direction. And I really have struggled with hard truths in mentoring. Yeah. Give us a nugget on. <laughs> how you deal with this, man, I'm going to be an NBA star. Ugh, you never have a basketball, bro. I never see you play basketball. You're and you're and you're five foot four. Yeah. And ball is not life. And ball is not life for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you're, right. you're, you're playing video games. You're doing all this kind of stuff. And I ask you what you want to be. And you're like, I'm going to be Steph Curry. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm being facetious. Steph Curry but yeah. was raised by Dale Curry. Yeah. Curry. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, he's sitting under one of the best three point shooters every day, eating breakfast. Yeah. Like, you know, I kind of look at, at, at two different things, but one of the main thing that I really look at in those conversations, number one, I don't like cop-out answers. Mm -hmm. So what do you want to be? Football. Try again. Huh? Try again. Nice try. Think about it. What do you want to be? Where do you want to go? I mean, I do like football. Okay, that's cool and all. I'm not acknowledging that. And I... And, you know, I tell people all the time, the more genuine you can be with young people, especially teenagers, they want to be talked to on a, on a real level. So whenever you go into this kind of like baby talk with kids, oh, that's so sweet. That's really nice. You're not helping them. <laughs> not helping And they don't feel affirmed. Teenagers want their autonomy. They want control. They want their power. They're growing up. They're becoming adults. We're telling them when they turn 18, they got to go and have a life. And here they are, 16, and you saying, oh, you want to be a NASCAR driver. That should be nice. Do you know how to drive? You're not even driving? What type of engine do most NASCAR uh, cars have? Who's your favorite driver? Uh, who's your favorite driver? You know, you know, have you been to a race? Yeah. What's his history? What you, What's his background? What do you know? Oh, so you watched a movie. 
they were racing in the movie, and you decide I'm gonna do that. That's one day. cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I said I yeah. watch Batman, and every every time I may have a dream that I'm in the suit going around <laughs> fighting crime. That's incredible. <laughs> but let's be practical, right? Yeah. And let's be real. And I'm gonna dream with you, but we're not gonna we're not gonna make fake dreams. So let's just go with the the most common one that you're really not supposed to tell kids they can't do, which is either sports or music. Right? Mm-hmm. Those are the two. You don't want to take that away from them, but <sighs> but okay. So the first thing I tell them is that you can't go to the NFL without playing in, co- in high school and going and playing in college. You can't play in college without a major. If you get hurt, you get sick. If something happens, if you don't get drafted, whatever you choose for that major, that's your life. You're more than likely just by statistics going to be doing whatever you chose for that major and not playing football. Or basketball, what major would you choose? Because that's a really important decision. Mm-hmm. If you choose something stupid because you think it's a blow off because you're about to go pro, and then you you tear your ACL, you're stuck with this job. Well, some people say that's a backup. You're telling people you're telling kids to have a backup plan, and I've heard a lot of successful well, people say I don't have a plan B. Those guys, <laughs> that's cool because you're already in that position. Nine times out of ten. That position where they're able to say that is their plan B. Mm-hmm. Because as kids, our plan A is always something that is kind of through the roof until we begin to understand how things work. So I tell them that making it to the NFL is their plan B. That's the thing that's unlikely to happen. But if it did, incredible. But you know what you can certainly do? Get your degree, get this career. So no matter what happens in football, you're straight, your family will be straight, and you can still live an incredible life. Yeah. Plan A is whatever you choose. If you get into a school and sports get you into a school, plan A is to maximize the free education. Mm-hmm. If you're that good to where they, they, you get to commit and choose a school, the free education is the goal. Now, let's back up even further, though. Yeah. You got to get to that level. So... One thing I do is I always take them on a road of what are you already doing? So that's what I was hoping you go to. Yes. So you want to be the next LeBron James. Okay. By this time, LeBron James was already on AAU team. He already was, he was already dunking in ninth grade. He was already, so his work ethic was already, he was already dribbling mm -hmm, the ball mm -hmm. down the street to the community center. And you know, his pillow was, was basketball, was a basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about your relationship with, with basketball. How often do you play? Like once a week or so. Okay. Not a lot for the next LeBron James. I don't, I don't have a lot of faith in that. What position? You'd be surprised how many kids don't have a position. So here you are, 17. Because to be LeBron, you got to go D1. Mm-hmm. You're not even playing for your school or you're not even starting. That doesn't mean that you can't. But then I begin to tell them what it's going to cost. Is that your real dream? Now, you sure? Okay. So this is what I'm going to need to see from you. I need you up at 530 every day. Yeah. Getting up, working out, running, running. Da, 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 da. I need you on that court, giving everything you got. You need to join the team. You need to play. I don't care how much you don't like coaches. Are you say I'm doing quotations? They don't like me. Right. Because that's one of the mm-hmm. things I would play football, but the coaches don't like me. No, coaches love anybody that got that. that, that they show up. If you know how to slay mm-hmm. that rock. There's mm-hmm. no way a coach is like, I yep. don't like this quarterback. Yep. They may say, we're going to work on your attitude, but they're going to get you on that team. Yep. So 
we're going to walk that. And then I ask them, are you willing to do that? And sometimes the kids say, yeah. So you're going to start tomorrow? Who? I want you to text me at 530 when you get up. Hey, man, that's that's the same process. That's the same process. We <laughs> have the same process. I want to see if you're for real. Yeah. Yeah. That text don't come through. I'm going to text them. Yeah. I see you not up. So let, when we talk today, we're going to talk about what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way if that's your real dream that you would let an opportunity pass. And I tell them things like that. I do everything in my power to get you a sit down with an NBA player. We've done, we've, we've done it. Like we've yeah. gotten, we don't even have to go NBA. Like I remember, remember my, my buddy, Josh Young. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. here in the summer. He's, a, he's like the Steph Curry of, if in, in Europe. Yeah. He's crazy. And so I got to, Hey, you want to yeah. be, I got something. Well, I said, Josh, what time do you, what time do you do your first workout? <laughs> what time do you do your first workout? He says, Oh, I'm on the weights at 5 a.m. So I get up at about 3.30, you know, about yeah. 3.34. And I'm at the gym at five. Yep. So can you pick up homeboy? Yeah, I would love to. Homeboy, the, homeboy's not ready. Yep. Homeboy made, well, I did have one kid that made the first workout. Yeah. The next day. Yeah. Nowhere to be found. No, I don't want to do nowhere this. Nowhere to be found. I don't, but it's the cop out. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Because the reality is a lot of young people haven't had the, I want to say opportunity, let's say opportunity. I don't believe that a lot of young people have had the opportunity to really self-discover and know who they really are. So they just go after what they've seen be successful and they just grab it. So like, what could I do? I like football. I play, I'm going to play football. Okay. What are you good at? Mm. I'm, I mean, even I'm had pretty a, good at football. Yeah. What are you really good at? Yeah. And we even had a kid, Marcus, say, you know, I'm going to be a dental hygienist. Wow. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. But I've been watching this kid. You know, you know, I've been watching this kid. So I just ask, I'm like, so you don't you don't mind putting your hand in other people's mouth? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you just did you again, that was a cop out thing. Something yep. that you thought would back me off, yep. right? They would yep. say, Good, great, go for yep. it. Get that's gonna be a, a good thing. And that's like yep. let's just talk this out. Like you deal with spit and yep. blood mm-hmm. and you know, this kind of thing. Needles. Needles, you know, all that kind of stuff. No, I can't mm-mm. No, Vet, veterinarian, like you only like dogs and cats. You swabbing dog tail. Yeah. You only like dogs and cats. What about all the other animals? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, Every time we take our dog to the vet, yeah. they have to stick something in their dog bottom. Right. Every time. <laughs> and that's what they do all day. Right. Is test feces. Like. So, sure? so really to the message to the mentors out there, you can do this, right? But mm-hmm. you, you, you know, we don't want to kill dreams, mm-hmm. but we want to see that every once in a while, a kid does step up and show up at five o'clock in the morning. Every yes, once in a do. while they, they go, if you put me in the space, if I just get the opportunity, I'm going to drive. And so we, we, we do, we like, we, we have to challenge ourselves, right? To see if this is a real thing that they want to do. Yep. Right. And you don't have to be a dream killer. No, you don't have to be a dream yep. killer. You just yep. have to tell the truth and be authentic. And, yep. You know, and me and you, we've had conversations as men. You're yep. like, are you really going to do that? Yep. <laughs> like, are you really going to do you that? Sure? Like, I, yeah, yeah. I'm like, if you if that's what you're going to do, how can I how can I help you? Yep. I'm not going to get in the way. But and that's I not always fun. No, no, it's not always fun. It's not always like, oh, this is great. Let's share like snow cones and talk about the future. Like, that's a serious conversation. And what we'll learn about teens is that. They don't know a lot about what's out there. And so they reach for something based off who they know or something they've seen that they feel like I that's like that dude's living right. Mm. He got money. What does he do? Dental hygienist? I'm gonna do that. That's it. You just do yeah. teeth stuff. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes finding what 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 you wanna be 
is eliminating the things you know you don't want to be. Yes. Right. And yes. you just kind of help walk them through that. Right. And it's okay. You want to be an NBA player? Let's find out what an NBA player wants to, what, what they do. And then you yep. find out that's not, that ain't it. That ain't just, it. And, and so as a mentor, keep showing up and to find out, let's just start taking some things off the list so yes. that we can find out what it is you are supposed to be doing and being in the way you're supposed to be giving your gifts and talents to the world. That's incredible the way that you said that because I always talk to my team and other individuals about not backing down off of things. Mentorship is a marathon. Mm. It is not, I met up with a kid, we talked about his future, we ate cheeseburgers, and then I'll see him again in six months, or three months, or whatever. Mentorship is a marathon where you're consistently showing up. The conversation about their future doesn't have to be handled in one day. Mm -mm. It's a journey. So as we continue to walk and talk and walk and talk and walk, one of the kids I used to mentor, we literally would take walks about two times a week because I was trying to get in better condition and he just needed some uh, 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 a male walk figure to walk and talk mm, with. Yeah. So we walk and I'm just asking him questions and walking. Yeah. I just walk, talk, walk, talk. That was it. Just talking. And what happens is those walks and those talks become more and more personal. Mm -hmm. The information becomes more and more, I guess what you could say is uh, confidential. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really want to say this, but you know, my dad did this when I was seven and that's why my mom kicked him out and that, and it starts to get real, Yeah, but it takes time. And I, I like to, there's, there's one thing I like to do because mentor and you got coaching, you got like pastoring, you got like therapy and all of those people, a lot of times in mentors, you can be all of them, but you have to change hats. Mm. So sometimes you need to be therapy. And what is that? that just talk to me. What happened? Let, let the so, theme off. Yeah. I'm so sorry that happened, man. That's all. It's not a time to teach. It's not a time to give some principle. If you're going to give a biblical truth, it's just like, hey, you know, all things work for the, <laughs> good for the those. You know what I mean? Like, but sometimes it's like, I need to pastor this situation. It's like, you know what, man? Let's Can we pray about that? You know, because mm. that's. This is the thing where I feel like, you know, you're going to, we don't want to lean on, you know, let's lean on God on this one. Let's see. Let's see what God does. Then there's a time when you just on mentor level, you know, you have to decide what hat is necessary for each conversation. Sometimes a kid, I had a kid. That's next level stuff though, man. That is yeah. next level mentoring. You're talking like you're into the master mentor. But, but here's the zone. deal. Everybody has that in them. Yeah. You know, it's just that. We have to get get away from ourselves a little bit or the lies we tell ourselves about what we can accomplish and do. You want to mentor a young person? You know, the best mentors are a blend of minister, therapist, coach. Wow. The, the, the minister, the therapist, the coach. And at any moment, you got to be a mentor, uh, a minister, a therapist, or a coach. Mentoring to me is coaching. When I put on a coach hat, I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you if you swing in the baseball bat wrong. And put them in a place to be successful. Yeah, I'm yeah, coaching in, now. Yeah, coaching. I can't play the game for you. Yeah, and we're trying them in different spots all over the field. All over the field. Over Let's the try field. this. Let's move here. Yeah. Let's da da da. But I'm also saying you're better than that. So sometimes a kid come in. Hey, this just happened. I got suspended. Now that's when we hear with the kids we got down the street. Mm -hmm. I got suspended is a once a week we get a kid come in. I got suspended. All right, which hat we putting on? So first, tell me why. Well, I got suspended because I was fighting in the cafeteria. Okay. Let's go. Let's let's put on the coach hat real quick. So, who lost? And like you say, 
well, I, I, uh, they didn't hit me. No, 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 no. I'm talking about at the end of it. So fight's over. Whoever won the fight, whatever. Who lost? Well, I don't have to go to school. Who needs school? What do you mean? What are schools built for? Educating kids. Why do you need that? Well, to be great in life. And they just kicked you out of there? Yeah. Who lost? You're not being educated while everybody else still in the building learning. Man, you, you highlight. Okay, so I got to end. I got to end. But, but I, we got to end. Because, but there's step two, step three, step four. We got to have more conversation. So let's, let's make this commitment to yeah. the You Can Mentor podcast. Let's never again talk about mentoring strategy without recording it. Because <laughs> we got so much. Yes. Talk so yes. Much. All right. So the, the, here's the thing about the, what you just said, the, the idea, the, remember, the memory, is a kid saying, getting suspended because he got into it with a teacher. Yep. And can't stand this teacher. And this teacher is always trying to get them in trouble and all that kind of stuff. Blah, blah, blah. It's always conflict with this teacher. And not that I agree with a lot of the stuff, the way that the classroom behavior or the classroom strategy that this teacher had. Yep. Right. But they are the teacher. Yep. And so I had to say, you know, I agree with you that the teacher is wrong and all that kind of stuff. But you right right now, you're the one not at school. And if you should happen to be so frustrating to this teacher and they decide to not come to school that day, they're getting paid for it because they have vacation time and they bring in a substitute and all that kind of stuff. There's no substitute you to go in and get the information and bring it back to you. Yep. You're losing Yep. You're not hurting that teacher. They get paid. You, you not yeah. showing up didn't shut the school down. You you didn't you didn't cause a snow day for everybody. <laughs> right? yeah, it's right. true. You're the only one not getting whatever it is they're giving out yep. for free. Absolutely. Today. In high school dropouts, they don't go to NBA. Yeah. There's yeah. no high school dropouts. How does, in the how does this yeah. how does this suspension connect to what we said we were going to be doing with your life? Yep. We are off course. Con let's connect this, this moment. So, so now we got to figure out how to use this moment yeah. and reconnect it to the yep. goals and plans that you said yep. you wanted to do for your life. Anyway, coaching. That's so let's coaching. do this. Let, yeah. yeah. So next time I want you to talk about incentives because you do this J's for A's. Yes. I want to talk about incentives. And then, yep. I, and then, and then I also want you to dive into how you talk to kids about the activities that they do that does that, that either supports their success mm -hmm. or feeds their failure. And, and here's what, here's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking of a story of a time you and I sat down with a young man who you were supporting, who I was supporting. We were kind of co-mentoring him for a time. Yep. And he was involved in some high risk behavior, a lot of high risk behavior. And he said, look, I'm in a tough spot. He, he, he we sat down to lunch. We said, Waffle, yeah, Waffle House, Waffle yeah. House. We sat in Waffle House and we said, Hey, I'm in a tough spot. I'm telling y'all, this is, this is how good I've been doing. This is how great I've been doing. And I just got to this really tough spot and it's decision time. And I need you guys support. Yep. And he was asking for money right then. Yes. I need, I need to, I need to pay this bill yep. and you guys are capable of doing it because you guys have been supporting me and helping me and all this kind of stuff. Yep. Great. But if y'all don't help me, I got to do what I got to do. And we're like, what, what you mean you got to do? Y'all know what yeah. I do. Y'all know what I do. You know, yeah. I, you know how I can get, I can get this money. I can get it. I can get this money. Yeah. And if y'all don't help a me. a police officer and a, and a pastor. <laughs> yeah, he's a, a police officer and a pastor. I can get this money and I can do it the way I do it. But, but if y'all help me, I ain't got to go do it what I got to do. And you stopped him. And you said, wait a minute, did you just threaten me with your own failure? <laughs> did you just yeah. threaten me with your own failure? So anyway, you have little tricks, the way of doing that. Yeah. And it just rebounded. But that's the mirror. That's the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. That, tell me what I just heard was that you're going to decide to go backwards. Yeah. And threaten me with your, yeah. with your life. So you going backwards is going to hurt me and Lieutenant Cubit. How? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, <laughs> I so mean, that's so good. Yeah, I'll be so sleeping like a baby. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. That that you were in that spot when we met. Yeah. And I don't mind meeting you there again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can do this all over again. If yeah. You want. We're not going to threaten. If y'all don't help me, this is. No, I think if we don't help you, we just don't help you. Right. I think that at the end of the day, 
your life is in your control. Bam. And every young person needs to know that. And every young person needs an opportunity to put that into action. Oh. So even for parents listening, they need an opportunity to be the leader you swear that they are, to be the good kid without your boundary. See what really in them. Let them go. Let them go and see what. Yeah. And you know what? If you see them and they hop out the nest and they fluttering like they're going to, then step, you know, do what you got to do. Be a parent. Yeah. But don't assume that this kid is all bad or all good when you've been standing there the entire time. Oh, man. And we use that for every type of kid that come through the door. That's the deal. Yeah. I'm going to let you act your age for real. That's so good. Marcus, man, I appreciate your time. We'll be back uh, here. How do we contact you and how do we how do we support the, what, what you're doing here? Um, shoot me an email, Marcus at urbanbridge.org. Um, everything you need to know, just email me there. Or you just go to urbanbridge.org uh, and read about you know the work we're doing here. We'll put it in the show notes. Absolutely. All right. So you've heard it all from the master mentor, Marcus Jackson. And let me remind you, you can mentor.